This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast on a Wednesday. No one ever sung about Wednesday. They sung about Monday, but not Wednesday. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. You just got breaking news. It's uh, 10.04 as we start to record this. Yes, I did, and I was able to get it on at the top of the you hour are. because I was looking at – I always try to keep Twitter open just in case. Yeah, it's a good idea. And I saw a Rich Samini tweet that came out, breaking news. I saw the blue check mark, but I even went to his profile Smart. to make sure that it was him. You don't want to get thousand followers. It's him. And he says that uh, he has learned that the Jets are planning to start – Joe Flacco this weekend against the Dolphins. Boring, boring, boring. That is. Thank the... you. Don't have to watch that. Oh, did he give a reason? It just says that uh, Zach Wilson still not a hundred percent. Okay. What about and the other Flacco's fella? experience a big factor in the decision as they face a blitz happy team. Wow. So the Mike White era is over before it started. And I'll come back over. to again what I said last week to Boomer and Geo. Why in the hell are we trying to anoint Mike White, the new future quarterback, after one game? Because we're desperate, Jerry. I mean, give me a bro. Why he's not playing this weekend if Zach Wilson's not 100% makes no sense to me. Wouldn't you even rather see Josh Johnson? I'd rather see anybody me but too. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco the doesn't. Point? There is no chance that Joe Flacco wants that. Because this is this is why it makes no point. If the season's about the development in the future, Joe Flacco provides none of that. Correct. He's not the future. He's not about development. It's just about going out and playing a football game. Why bother? You've got two wins. You stink. You stink? You stink? This actually feels like the warm-up show right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'll cover this exact same stuff again tomorrow with CeeLo. I'll pretend yes. like we didn't do it right here. I. By the way, I... Mm, I wonder if I should bring the Comrex to see if I have an Ethernet port in the room. And I would connect at 5 o'clock. You know I would. Is it a pain in the neck to bring the Comrex? Like, you're, now you're lugging a piece of equipment? You know what the pain is? Is that I don't own that unit. Yeah. I got to be really careful with it. Right. Because it's a $4,000 piece of equipment. Plus, CeeLo would be very disappointed if he didn't get to do the warm-up you're right. show. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. You'll make a, you know what? I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to let him do it. You'll his make thing. a young boy sad. Well, he's like 38, so I don't know how you make him. a 38-year-old boy sad. <laughs> uh, Jerry, a, um, a listener to the post-game podcast, uh, someone on Twitter. Is named, this Winter Vag? Named Greg Giannotti has reached out with a link to an article that is simply titled Cold Weather. 
can cause winter vagina. I did see this article. I didn't read it yet. I saw the headline. And it's bad news for your sex life. How so? Well, first of all, this re- this is like, uh, as Gio had brought up in the Boomer and Geo show, when he saw this article sent it to us, he said that you, he recalls you covering an article about a summer penis. We covered an article yeah. about summer penis. Summer penis, which was good news for a man. Yeah, because it made your schwang look bigger, correct? Yeah, because it was uh, because of the heat and humidity. You know, like when, when it's cold, your, it's scared. T- your testicles will withdraw much closer to your body because it's trying for warmth, and right. it wants to protect your sperm. Right. Right? If the sperm stay warm, they can reproduce. If your sperm were hanging away from your body in the winter, the sperm may be too cold to do anything. But in the summer, testicle party time. Right. Conversely, in the summer, your testicles want to get away from the warmth of your body because they're already warm, so they pull away. That's why it's much more difficult to let's say use the manscaping product in the summer because everything is so loose. We're in the winter, skin is tight, <laughs> you can trim up much quicker. So the um, basically the moral of the story here is that Al's a disaster in the summer. Down well, it's there. just more work. <laughs> it just takes a lot more I'm just time. Just kidding. Because you got to be a lot more careful. I'm just kidding. Uh, so this was uh, originally published by The Sun. And, Sounds uh, legit. Yeah, reprinted in What's the, the Sun. The Sun is that paper over in London. Okay, is that like the National Enquirer, no, or is that like the Daily News? Uh, their papers over there are strange. They're like some combination of the two. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me read some of this right from the article published by the Sun, Jerry. Uh, let's see. Winter is coming, and with that, a chilling warning, Jerry. Winter vagina could be a thing, according to one expert. Temperature hmm. drops and the heating gets switched on, that it can play havoc with your skin. That when you, you know, in your home, you're going to put the artificial heat on. Sure, And that could be a problem. Dry skin, Jerry? Do you experience any of dry skin? I don't have that problem, no. I'm not asking about your vagina. I mean, in general. I don't have one. Okay, but My skin is usually not dry. Really? Do you, because I get, like, my feet in the winter get dry. And I'm always... why you cream them up. I do. I cream up my feet every night. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't do, do that in the summer. Yeah, my, I don't do it ever. My summer does. My feet do not require cream in the summer. But in the winter, even now, like it's not fully. It's not even winter yet. Yeah. But my skin's already getting dry. So I purchased uh, foot scrubs for in the shower. I scrub my feet with them. Uh, they're pink, so I think they're meant for ladies. It's perfect for you. But it works. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I put foot cream on it. O'Keefe's foot cream. Nice. So. Uh, and then I also have to do the the lip gloss, not lip gloss. What is wrong with you? The lip uh, balm. balm. I use the Vaseline lip balm. Yeah, I don't use that either. It's very smooth. You don't do lip balm nope. or feet cream in the winter? Nope. What about your hands? Do they get dry? Nothing. How do you got, how are you have a nice moist skin in the winter, Jerry? I don't know. I do though. I mean, I don't, I don't use any of those products. All right. Let's continue reading this then. I uh, like soap, deodorant, and cologne. Okay. Uh, the the lack of uh, moisture could affect all of your body parts, including your private parts. So someone in the UK... You don't this, put cream on your testicles? I have like, not. Is that like too dry too? No, I do not get dry testicles. Women may suffer more with vaginal dryness during winter months. Dry autumn and winter air depletes moisture from our bodies, leaving our skin dehydrated and cracked. All right, now, all kidding aside... Yeah. 
what if the woman drinks her 75 ounces of water a day? That I don't know. Maybe Good there's, vagina? Maybe there's some tips at the end of this article, Jerry. I didn't read ahead. I didn't want to spoil it for Okay. Me. When we spend a lot of time in air-conditioned rooms or with the heat on, we're living in air which carries very little moisture. The dryness we experience can often extend to every inch of our body, including our most private regions. Other doctors, Jerry, have debunked the myth of summer vaginas and winter vaginas. She said vagina dryness has nothing to do with the temperature outside. Rather, it's caused by estrogen levels in the women's body. Well, but saying that vaginas, this doctor says vaginas should function well in all seasons, Jerry. Right, because otherwise you would have sweaty vagina in the summer right. and bone dry vagina in the winter. Right. I, I think that's, that's not true. I think some women would say that is true. The well, bit- if you're jogging and it's 90 degrees out, for sure. Mm-hmm. But do you think, let's say if the window's open, it's 75 degrees. Okay, it sounds like a nice day. Sweaty vag? I don't know. You I don't know, know about that. I used to go to this I don't one. Know. I used to go to this bougie gym, Life Lifestyle Fitness, okay. I think it was called. It was in uh, like the Basking Ridge area. It was mm-hmm. very expensive, but it was like the only gym around. Yeah, so I remember you pricey. spending a lot of like a hundred bucks a month, right? Yeah, that was like no one thirty a month. It was. So there used to be this uh, attractive woman. She used to wear a gray sweatpants, mm-hmm. and she her vagina area was soaked, and nothing else. And you know when you wear gray. You see it a lot more. Like if she had dark, had, yes. she had had navy blue on, you you can't tell. You tell, but not nearly, not nearly as easy as gray. And she was walking around as if she didn't have this giant sweat vagina going. This was insane, Jerry. Now she was also working out. She was. She might have been on a bike as well. Like I don't know where she was coming from, but I would see her all the time. Yeah, I didn't necessarily mean that. That's horrible. But I didn't necessarily mean working out. I just meant your daily routine. Here's some symptoms, Jerry, for you to let friends of yours know to see if they have. Uh, I'm not asking any of my the girlfriends of my life about this. Are you? Uh, I might. You call your sister and ask her about this today? Well, let's see what some of the lists are. We'll see how It doesn't matter it what the list is. You could say, do you suffer discomfort, irritating, or a burning sensation? Down there. Yes. That's a conversation you're going to have with a girl slash friend of yours. Correct. Okay. No, you're not. Do you have discomfort during sex? You're not asking your sister that. I would never ask my sister that. Uh, Difficulty getting aroused and Again, you're not asking your sister. How about this one, Jerry? The surface of your vagina looking pale and thin. (laughs) You're not asking. Narrowing or shortening of the vagina. Again, not asking. Repeated urinary tract infections. Now, Uh, That's medical. Women get more urinary tract infections than men. Is this true? Yeah. Where are you basing that on? I've never, I, I've never I know that, that as a as a yeah. thing. Like, in fact, a urinary tract infection as men is is very rare. Okay. Um, I think unless you get much older and you're in like, you have to be like wearing uh, like adult diapers. I think you could get urinary tract infections then because because it's sitting there. Yeah, and because for men, for the most part, any bacteria that you have in there gets urinated out. Got it. Where for whatever reason uh, with women it does not as often, Jerry. I can tell you, between this story and the story about Maggie not feeling well with the stomach flu, yeah. I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it's a little disgusting. Uh, now, there are some things, Jerry, that you could do to help winter vagina. 
still on that. This is, uh, again, this is, uh, if I, I like to cite my sources, Jerry, the uh, the Sun newspaper, and then yeah. reprinted here in the New York Post locally. Right. Uh, one, have one apple juice a day. A lot of sugar. Vaginal dryness can be a result of hormone imbalance. You get the Im- uh, imbalance back with foods that contain, contain phytoestrogens. But again, this is the problem we run into. Something that's good for one part of your body yeah. is not good for another. That's a lot of sugar in yep. apple juice. Right. Even if you have just one yes. glass. Well, I guess you would do this. If you have winter vagina, then you have the apple juice. If you don't, then you don't have the apple Fair juice. Fair enough. Number two, Jerry, eat your greens. That's always good for you no matter what. Right. Lots of vitamin E, calcium, magnesium. They help They help promote uh, muscle growth, Jerry, even muscles in your intimate areas. Okay. Uh, here's another one. They say uh, eat melons. <laughs> <laughs> eat or suck. <laughs> in particular, they recommend watermelon. Okay. I mean, watermelon's good for everything. Yeah, watermelon's That's good for delicious. water intake, too, yeah. for real. So that's uh, good. Yeah, because it's mostly all water. Yep, absolutely. Uh, have some coconuts or coconut drinks, now, Who's Jerry? having coconuts? Coconut drinks. Yeah, all right. When I'm in Jamaica, perhaps. It can help against infections in the vagina. Coconut water. Coconut water's gross, though. Oh, I enjoy coconut right. water. Gross. You oh, ever have coconut, right out, coconut water right out of the coconut? I have not. That's delicious. I have not. They have it on the Asbury Park Boardwalk in the summer, yeah. And I have gotten it in Aruba as well, Jerry. All right. Well, aren't we the world traveler? That's right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Eat some beta carotene, Jerry, which is found in orange fruits and vegetables like carrots Carrots. and sweet potatoes. Right. right. Jerry, I eat so many sweet potatoes. I wonder why you've had no uh, winter vag. Exactly. (laughs) I have one large sweet potato every night. Yeah. Get less stress, Jerry. Well, you know what? We're all trying to figure that out. Right. Less stress will equal equal less winter vagina. Uh, what else, Jerry? Um, air is able to hold the less and less water as it becomes hotter and warmer in the house from heat. Why not run a humidifier? That could help your winter vagina, Jerry. Right. I, mean, I would run a dehumidifier in the basement. A dehumidifier? Yeah, because so much moisture down there. So moisture in the basement, if you hung out there, no dry vagina. Be good, right? Dry air upstairs. This is also the time of year where we start getting static shocks. Is that true? You don't get those either? No. You live in a magical world over there, Jerry. No, I no, I mean I've, it's happened. No, what I bet it is though. You're, common. Right. So so it's common for me, but I also get the dry feet. Your body is moisturized and you're not getting electric shocks. Yeah, I'm not. I do we don't, no. Sometimes no. I pet my dog, I get electric shocks. No shock. kidding. Yeah. Oh. So they're saying uh also, Jerry, physical if you just get physical exercise, that's good for winter exercise vagina. Good for, it's like eating the greens. It's good for everything and everybody. Right. Uh, here's one, though. This could really help women who suffer from winter vagina, Jerry. It says, you know, women like to take bubble baths. Fragrant soaps and bubble baths can be irritating mm-hmm. to sensitive tissue. That I know. What type of tissue is down there, Jerry? Sensitive tissue. Yep. So those are just your welcome from the warm-up show. Pub, sorry, post-game podcast. You got confused, too. Yeah, we can't do this in the warm-up show. No, 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 no. We'll sure. just wait for Eddie to replay it. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure Spike would say, 
I noticed you did an awful lot on the winter vagina, and I don't know if that was the best choice that you guys could have made. Probably not. Now, you're going to DePaul to, Which tonight. Which means, and I knew I screwed up. What? I was supposed to do the 80s game today. You were going to do it today. Tomorrow. Right. So it's a week off. No big okay, deal. No big deal. Because then Friday we'll I will be here for cool games. Okay, good. So. And you, you go to DePaul. Yeah, we could fly to Chicago late this afternoon. Have you been on the DePaul campus before? No, because the, the games that the they have an arena they play at. Oh. They don't play on campus. I heard they have a uh, Gina was there for some some sort of communications conference. They supposedly have a really cool like radio station and TV station. Oh yeah, for the students at DePaul. No kidding. Like that. Like that's that's a cool place. They have to Ethernet go. cords. I'm sure they got Ethernet <laughs> cords there, Jerry. It's DePaul. It is DePaul. Yes, Viva DePaul. You know what DePaul if in English means of Paul. So tomorrow De, night, if Rutgers wins, DePaul, they have beaten of Paul. <laughs> yes, I suppose DePaul. They've gotten the better of Paul. DePaul. DePaul. I was listening to some podcasts that were talking about colleges yeah. and how, and this is weird. I, I think this is a thing. So the less people are going to college, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So with less people going to college, college wants needs to re- get keep their students that they are lessening some of their requirements to get in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And also trying to somewhat pass along students so that they keep coming back. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me, me either, Jerry. It really doesn't. I think we're going to have a dummer generation than next generation. Yeah, I, really I mean, do. it's possible. I do think a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, a lot of, of my friends, though, Yeah, their kids have been more into the vocational path. Like becoming then a plumber are or something, in going to college, yeah, yeah. And I know that there is a shortage of certain um, contractors out there. I don't mean general contractors, but I mean like my nephew, for instance, became an electrician, and I think he just finished with all the apprenticeship stuff, and he's in the union now. And while he does have weeks here and there where he doesn't have a job, he's got so many side gigs lined up that he likes when he doesn't have a job because it's. It's easy. He works when he wants, for who he wants, and he lines up his schedule pretty good where he stays busy because there's such a need for it. So I don't know that my kids are going to choose that way. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Right now, Matthew seems like he's going to go to Rutgers and figure things out. I don't know. Um, But I would have no problem. If they came to me and said, I don't want to go to college, I want to go to trade school, as long as it was something that they really wanted to do, I'd be all in for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. If I had children, Jerry. Right. I don't have children. That's a big part. I'd also yeah. be into helping them open a business. I'm know? surprised I didn't figure out to do that when I was uh, graduating high school. You know what's funny is I don't even think for me, so my sister didn't go to college, and my brother never finished college. My mother didn't go to college. You know, my dad did. He went to Fordham and graduated there. I'm the only one that went, and it wasn't, I never even thought not to go. It just seemed like I was supposed to go. Right. That's the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah, and I did. I wanted to play baseball in college. So my first year, that's what I went, to be honest. That's why I went where I went. Didn't work out, so be it. But I never thought about not finishing. That wasn't even a thought in my head. I knew I wanted to do this, and the only way I was going to do this was to go to college. Right. So, but I don't know. I don't know what my boys want to do yet at this point. But I would, I'd back them with whatever they decide. As long as it's not, I'll just live with you and figure it out. Now, that's not a plan. You can stay with us for a while for sure, but you got to have a plan. I remember I went and visited DeVry. 
Yeah. The technical school. In Woodbridge, right? In Woodbridge. Yeah. And Satone Institute in Edison. Sure. And they were both like about like computer mm-hmm. languages and things. Yeah. Because I, I thought playing games on on a Commodore 64 made me a computer person, which it really didn't. Right. Turns out. You got to understand code and everything. Yes, which I had no idea. It sure. seemed very complicated. But that seemed more interesting to me than, than going and taking all these classes. Well, that's the thing about college that to me is a joke. Like, you know, I don't need to go take the history of Scotland. I remember I dropped it was literally it was a Scottish history class they put me in. Why? Right. I have no interest. And I dropped it after one class. I'm like, I'm not sitting through this every week. And it made had no bearing on what I wanted to do for a living, which is why the trade school is really good. Kim, uh, my wife's brother in law, went to DeVry. I gotta tell you, he has made a lot of money. He's done very well for himself. If you could go to the trade school to become a plumber? A mechanic. A le- electrician? Yeah. Mechanic? Yeah, for me, it would be... Like working on cars mechanic? I love working on I used to really enjoy that. I would say a mechanic or... I've always told Kim I want to go back to school, even now, to learn something. I think tile work. Like, that would be fun. Or an electrician would be good. I have no interest in plumbing. I don't. I'd feel like, as an electrician, one mistake, you electrocute yourself. Well, yeah, one mistake, and you can have a fire in the house. You're responsible. And I just, that's complicated to me. Yeah. Um, But it would be cool to know. So I would say, like, masonry. There you go. Like, to do, like, patios and stuff and pavers. That seems really cool. And when you're done, you look at it, and you go, look what I've created. Yes. Right? Even landscaping I would like to do. Like, if I knew the bushes and the flat, like, knew what to plant, how to plant them, where to put them, and then then you mix the masonry in with that to where you're doing paver, walkway. Like, I think that's awesome. When guys come and they look at your house, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. Like, okay. I have no idea where you just came up with that. They look based on your layout, where your home is, what's available. Like an interior designer can do. Yes. They call that, Jerry, an exterior designer. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, maybe you and I open up a masonry. I'd like to. I would love to. I really would. I'd love to learn. Alan Jerry's masonry work. With the coffee shop and the pizza. So it's perfect. You come to us for coffee. Mm-hmm. We go take care of the work in your place, and then you come celebrate with the pizza for dinner. Right. Not and bad. a full day. And, and you we, can make the gelato. And we put it all in a, a, a package. Deal. Yes. We give so you when the quote. We, right. When we write up an estimate for you, it would include coffee, kick-ass Wi-Fi. Yeah. Masonry work, pizza, afterwards. Sounds about like fourteen grand for a yeah, job. Definitely, I'm in. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up. In case show. you hadn't heard, I'm off tomorrow. You're out tomorrow, okay? Yes. Well, we'll welcome CeeLo here, and uh, a post game with Eddie Scazzeri. There you go. We'll see you tomorrow. What's day? Thursday. Tomorrow's uh, Thursday. Oh, so you got Thursday night football tomorrow. This is what I hear. I'm trying to think what team it is. It's Patriots Falcons. All oh, right. Oh, Falcons! I get their I ass know. kicked again. I know. All right, Jerry. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Hey Siri, play WFAN.
Bill and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, say we kick off a Wednesday for you, almost 5.02. What's up, the Eddie Scazzeri? It is the warm-up show till 6 o'clock alongside the man, the myth, the legend. His name is Al Andrew Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. When I woke up this morning and I went out to my car, it was like 32 degrees. That's exactly what it was by me. We know what we call that, Jerry? Warm up your car weather. When did no? You get in the car and you, you go. When it did it up. become winter? By the way, you warm it up. Well, no, it's you November. don't warm it up. You sit there and freeze. And I, I have seen back. Yes, you know, how, you know how Google will tell you like uh, a year ago today you did this, three years ago. Yeah. there were big snowstorms this week. A couple Is of that years true? ago, that's well, true. Well, a couple Jared. years ago, yeah. Last year, I believe it was warm. Last year was fine, but like two years ago, three years ago, there was snow all on the ground, Jerry. That was in my Matawan days. I, I saw the photo looking out my Matawan window. I don't want any more snow ever. Yeah, so it is, uh, you know, it's warm up your car. Whether you get no, out there. You, people, do not warm up your car. Turn it on and go. You got to make Lord. sure the oil, it's not Jerry. not 1932 anymore. Jerry, the oil has to get to all the important parts I'll of the engine. I'll drive a Model T Ford. You will lock up your engine, Jerry, if you, just, if you just get in your car Jesus and... Christ, just turn the car on and go. And hit go. <laughs> Cars are built really well in 2021. No, it's also weird in this time of you? year. <laughs> depending on where, like if you don't have a garage. Yeah. Depending on where you park, your car will be, uh, have frost on it or no frost. If I park behind my building, no frost. If I park in front of my building, frost. I, think, I would park behind your building then. Yeah. I think somehow the buildings block frost. Is that possible? Well, the wind, however that works, I, I don't have know. no idea. I park in the same spot every day. And yeah. It's different every day. But I'm walking the dog around the neighborhood. I see, I see. Oh, this person's going to have to come out before work and scrape their window. Then you go around the block, this person does not. You know what you could do? Yeah. Just put your windshield wipers on with the, with the what do you call it? The fluid? God, yes. The antifreeze fluid? It's gone in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I no, could. No. Yeah. But it still gets streaky. I don't know, Jerry. No, it doesn't. You start driving, it goes away. I don't know. Well, you just like to complicate things. Uh, no, I just, I'm not a you big do. I do. I give you solutions all the time. Yeah. Those aren't real solutions, Yes, Jerry. they are real they're solutions. Not, what I do, real, they're not real world solutions. No, no, they are. They Jerry, work I'm, out great. Jerry, I'm doing air quotes, real world solutions. Yeah, okay. And then what's the other stuff with the windshield we like? What's that stuff? Rain-X. Well, I tell you, my mind You today, got a Rain-X wow. Jerry. Rain-X. Yeah. Love that stuff. Yes. Put that on the windshield. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rain-X. Yes. I did something very stupid uh, the other day. I was uh, I went to one of these places where you vacuum your car out. Yeah. Because I, I, I can't get a vacuum to my car where I live. I'm right, in a sure. Condo. So, um, you know, it's a plastic end on the end of the of the vacuum at the one of these places where you vacuum your car out. And I'm doing that, and I was like, huh, I saw, like, dust on my dashboard. I was like, I vacuumed the dashboard. <laughs> Did that. Then I saw dust on my touchscreen. Mm. So I, I vacuumed that. That and doesn't seem like a great idea. It wasn't. And now I have many scratches on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Ooh. the type of screen they give you the, the perfect cloth to clean it. I you used knew. a vacuum? Uh, yeah. At a car wash? Right. I used a plastic <laughs> vacuum that every moron has been using. God knows what people are vacuuming up in those places. God only knows. Yeah. So now I've got a... Uh, uh, Jerry, so you say I don't have problems? I've got scratches now on my touch screen. Those are first what, world problems, yes. What am I going to do about that? You'll be just fine. It does suck, though. I agree. Jimmy, let me, Jerry, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I wrote myself a note. I wanted to talk to you about this. And I'm trying to figure out if I'm feeling this way... 
because of who I follow and listen to? Because nowadays, Jerry, our, our opinions and what we think is popular really depends on who we follow on social media. Who you're influenced by. Who we listen to. And everybody's in their own little world yes. these days. Yeah. It used to be there was a uh, collective conscious, Jerry, where we all watched American Idol at night, right? I never did, but okay. But I'm saying we we all watched Survivor. It was a shared experience, Jerry. This is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And nowadays, we all we're all in our own little world. Everybody watched Must See Thursday. Everyone watched Must See TV. Yes. Everyone watched the Cosby Show, Into Family Ties. Yeah, sure. Before we knew all the crazy stuff about Bill Cosby. Well, it's a long, long time ago. We had no idea, yes. Everyone watched Friends and Seinfeld. Right. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? It was a collective. We all did the same things. Nowadays, we don't. Well, we have too many choices now. Too many choices. And who knows, based on who you listen to and who you follow, you might think that is what everyone's doing. Well, yeah. Just look at the news networks. They call that egocentric, Jerry. I'm a very egocentric person. Mm -hmm. What I think I do, I think everyone does. Mm, No kidding. You don't like this? I, I mean, I don't like this. No one likes this. Right. That's your that's your theory. But I was thinking about the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. And bad timing because they got their butts kicked last night by they the Warriors. They did not play. Kevin Durant probably had one of his worst games as a net. One of the worst. Worst shooting games, I should say. And I don't know if it's because I'm listening to Carton and Roberts and Evan talks Nets all the time. Yeah. I don't know if Keith McPherson, the new fellow who's going to be working at nights, he's a Nets fan. I get a vibe, Jerry, that the Nets are a viable talking point on the radio now, Mm -hmm. wherein we used to consider them not a viable talking point. Because they've got two of the best players on the planet now, including the best player on the planet. Right, but still, you'll hear the Nets are a national story, not a local story, which feels weird. What have I always said? I don't know. It's because it depends. Now, let's go back to what you talked about, about your influence and what you're listening to and watching you're listening to a show that talks about them this show does not nor do they have any not in the warm-up show i mean you know boomer and geo they don't have any interest in talking about they really don't and that's fine they're nick fans i get it so if you're only going to mock them when you talk about them and then really not talk about them much you don't have that influence carton and roberts are going to talk about them because evan's into them and b they are a national story because they've got the best player on the planet so networks like ESPN, Fox Sports, things like that, will lead with the Brooklyn Nets because you've got great players. And their jersey sales are through the roof around the country. But I wonder, like, how do we determine as a radio station that then this this has been going on for a long time, that the Knicks, no matter how bad they may be, and we talk to Knicks in horrendous seasons, and no matter how good the Nets may be, they're not a talking point. It's like, what are we basing that on? I don't know because we don't get the same volume of calls we get anymore. Right. So I think if you go back 15 years ago, 20 years ago, before the internet really was where we're at now and social media exploded, I think, and Eddie would back me up on this, our phone lines would be lit up really all day long because people want to talk about whatever the topic is. That's not the case anymore. So you can, and I've been, I've been sitting in here plenty of times. You talk Knicks, phones don't light up all that often. So are they popular? Of course they are. But what's the barometer? Right. What's no the idea. barometer? Don't know. Because I have no idea. The ratings, I guess. I don't know. Right. I so, don't know. So based on the callers, it's difficult because older people tend to call. Younger people don't. Not all. Are there some young people that call? Yes. Sure. 
but older people tend to call, and they tend to be Knicks fans yeah. because the Nets were in Jersey and they were terrible for so long. I feel like now younger people, if they become basketball fans locally, that they're going towards the Nets. I'll tell you this. My son's 11 going on 12. Basketball tryouts the other day, the amount of Durant jerseys compared to anything else, not even comparable. Like that is, he's the jersey right now. Yeah. Again, he's 11, he's 12 years old, but, you know, I don't, you do see Randall jerseys, but you don't. Yeah, I mean, the but young like, kids like Kevin Durant. Gio's not a Jets or Giants fan. We mm-hmm. talk that. He's not a Yankee fan. We talk NFL's that. NFL's king. NFL is we the We have ruler. to talk Giants and Jets because you know people but are But Mets, Yankees, that. he's not a Yankee fan. It's just weird that we've that we've used the Nets, and everyone's done it. I'm singling out sure. Gio as an example. But everyone's done it in that the Nets, to break down a Nets game like you would a Knicks game, is not something that people think is a ratings winner. But you can't – when we, we see ratings, Jerry. You have no radio, idea. You have no idea. No, no idea. There is no consistency to go, oh, when we talk Yankees, the ratings go through the roof, and right. when we talk about the Islanders, nobody cares. It, there's no rhyme or reason. And then to judge it on the calls, because if you open right. the phone lines and say, we're talking Rangers hockey, get on board, you know those phone lines are going to light up like right. crazy. But then the ratings might show a completely different story. Right. It's, so, it's so weird as to how you pick and choose – I, I just feel like we've been going based on the old model for 100%. many years. I agree. Knicks, I don't say Rangers, Mets, Yankees, Jets, Giants. Right. Like, that's it. I remember when I was covering the Nets in, I guess it was 01, 02, 03, back then when they were good. Kidd and Jefferson and Kenyon Martin. We go back to those days. Kerry Kittles. Um, and when the deal was done, so the Nets get good, and I think it was after, I want to say, and I don't remember this exactly, but I want to say after they beat the Pacers in that five-game series and that game five in overtime, which was awesome at the uh, in the Meadowlands, I think it was during that playoff run that it was announced that the Nets were coming to fan. And I remember the thinking around there was, you know, finally we've got a voice on the real sports station in New York. Things are going to change. And they have changed to a certain degree, but not enough, not in my mind. Now it seems like when you bring Durant in, when you bring in James Harden, you've got the, not that the building's new anymore, but they do pack that building. Say what you want. They might be fans from all over the place. They do pack Barkley Center. There is something to it. Like, like my kids want to go to a Nets game as much as they want to go to the Garden now, which would not have been the case 10 years ago. Right. It feels like the only talking point for the Nets is Kyrie vaccinated, not vaccinated, Kyrie not showing up, showing up. Which has really quieted down lately. Oh, for sure. But you're right. The story's out there again today because they got they played terrible last night. Yeah, and so that's out there. I saw that article. Without Kyrie, they can't beat them. Well, all right. I mean, Kevin Durant had a bad game. I saw a bunch of FANers in a in a luxury suite. Why don't I get invited to a next suite? You got to ask the new guy. I got to ask the new guy. No, no. (laughs) how does that work? I've been for 25 years. No, no, no. I'm saying, I heard on Carton and Roberts the new guy. Keith McPherson, he just straight up went and asked and said, hey, I'm going to be in town. You got any Nets tickets for the suite? They said, we sure do. I saw Evan in the suite. I saw the Hoff, Pete Hoffman in the suite. I want to go to the suite. I might be interested in basketball. I go in the suite. Although that's not true. You know, the day comes. I You hate it. And Brooklyn Brooklyn, and traffic. You have no interest in that. Yeah. And Evan's dad was in the suite. By the way, has a mullet. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Good for him. I've never met Evan's father. Me neither. I met his wife. That's about it. Uh, white hair, a uh, bit of a mullet. Although it, I don't know if it's a mullet or just longer hair. You know right. what I mean? Because he's uh, 
like an older gentleman has thinner hair. So when you have a longer hair, like in Kurt the back, Russell hair. Uh, I don't know that I go Kurt Russell for okay. uh, Evans. I don't know why father. that just popped in yeah. my head. <laughs> Good one. I don't know. Almost like he's almost got the Aaron Rodgers hair in the back, but it's really? white. Okay. Yeah. So they were all having a good old time for themselves, but that's what I mean. Like I'm looking at Twitter and I'm seeing Nets, 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 Nets. I listen to Carton and Roberts, Nets, 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 Nets. Sure. I'm like, maybe we're, we might be missing out, Jerry, on younger audience by not talking Nets. I don't. I, I honestly have no idea anymore. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, but like I said, you can also nowadays insulate yourself into only things you like, following only those things, watching only those things. Yes. But I would say I don't get the sense yeah. that you're following a lot of Nets people. Uh, accidentally, I am. Well, accidentally is Evan Roberts, yes, and Keith McFree- or McPherson now, yeah, maybe. Right. But the other 100 people or whatever it is, I'm pretty sure you're not following Sarah Kustak. I am not. I, right. I didn't think so. I mean, I, I wouldn't think you're following Net people. Right. I'm following. Here's who I'm following. People that tweet other things, and one of their interests is the Nets. Sure. But they're not like Nets beat reporters, Nets broadcasters. That's exactly. You're you're not following Stefan Bondi. I'm not sure if he even still covers the Nets, but you get my point. I'm not following him. Right. Remember that Net guy that got popular? Remember that when they were making fun of him and then he called up? (laughs) I can't remember his name now. I don't remember his name either. I should remember. I don't remember. Jerry, do we call a show meeting and tell Boomer and Geo, what if we talked more Nets? We haven't called a show meeting in 14 years. Oh. I'm going to call a show meeting now. They'd be nervous. About the Nets? Jerry and I are calling a show meeting. Yeah, I don't think that's 10 <laughs> We have podcasts. We do want to go home, so that's not going to be the case. So I don't know. It's a very good question. Thank you. I don't know the answer to it, but this I like is, how you ponder these things. I was thinking about it last night as I was showering because I had the radio on, and what I heard. Great thought. You naked in the shower thinking about the Nets. Yeah, <laughs> and I heard Craig called Keith McPherson on the air to say ballsy move, asking yeah. for Nets tickets, good for you. Evan was talking about going, and I was like, you know, I feel like this is the younger vibe with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Well, and it also helps, too, that the Knicks haven't gotten out to a huge start. Yeah. Now, they have every opportunity to right the ship and take off, but they've been very, you know, mediocre to get Get the year going. We were all excited at the beginning of the season with Knicks. Like, they were winning I, in the beginning, right? They the did. Very they, beginning. They wanted, well, if you remember, the season opener against the Celtics, and that's where the bing-bong thing came in. Bing-bong. Oh, right. And the fans were going nuts outside the Garden as if they just won Game 7 <laughs> of the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, it's kind of like the Mike White thing. Let's relax a little bit. It's one game. Right. Got very excited early yes. on, and now reality sets it's in. It's also why other teams, when they beat the Knicks, are mocking them. Right. On social media. Because... So. You put yourself out there as it's the Bing Bong. one of 82. <laughs> Guys, let's relax. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, anyhow. All right, let's take a quick break. 516. We got a lot to do. It is a Wednesday right here on the Fan Boomer and Geo at the top. Don't go away. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? 25 after 5. Hello, hello, hello. Jerry, Al, Eddie. It is great to have you with us on a Wednesday. They call it hump day in certain parts. For other people that work six days a week, it's really just the middle of the week. What up? 
One more thing briefly on the Nets, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Mike Munoz checking in on Twitter. By the way, I don't know how you do this on uh, on a keyboard. Yeah. But his name is Munoz, and he has the tilde, the tilde. above the N. I don't know how Very you are able to do that. Mm. Unless, like, uh, the, unless the keyboard knows, like, in the name Munoz... In in that the way that the, the the letters match up, that that should get the tilde. Isn't the tilde the top? Let's see. Oh, you think it's on the keyboard? Isn't it the top left? Mm, oh yeah, there it is, Jerry. <laughs> Turns out it's on the keyboard. I didn't know either until I just looked down. And then what? You press that and the letter you want the tilde on. Let's go with that. All right. I don't know the answer. I don't know. Anyway, Jerry, that's not the point. He didn't write to me on Twitter about the tilde. He just said uh, to let to let us know that the Durant sneakers and the Kyrie sneakers are the two most popular sneakers yeah. kids wear. I know that. Jerry, we could My get... son has the Durant sneakers. Jerry, we could get the young audience talking nets. I, listen. Of course, of course I don't watch them either, Jerry, so you're going to have to fine. I will, your, I will tell you this. show on your back. One guy, and I think part of his popularity too, like my older son... Love and I don't know how often it comes out, but I know one with Barkley was just released on Friday. I think loves the Durant podcast, like loves it because. And while I I know you don't like guests, I know he's not coming on. I like guests as a he is on tremendous. A, I like guests on a podcast. I I understand. Oh, I see. I'm just saying you're talking about what the youth likes. Yeah, they like Kevin Durant, and he's just he's he's a fascinating. I don't mean the press conferences. I mean you get him in an interview setting. He's he's fun. You know what the youth needs, Jerry? A 52-year-old bald man telling them <laughs> what is popular, what to listen to. They're actually telling you what's popular, oh. and you need to listen I'm to listening, them. I'm listening, Jerry. Well, I see that you have your 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 antennas are up, and that's yeah. a good thing. My antennas are up, Jerry. That's I'm a like good a Martian. You're, you're in search of the unanswerable question of basically what is good radio in 2021 what do like, you what does want? the audience want yeah what do you want i know tell me why don't you do a, why don't you do a twitter poll what do i ask hey twitter um it's a really good question yeah because there, how many questions can you ask in a poll one question per poll no i'm sorry how many i think I you do you, four i, think, I think you give four choices so four answer choice yeah. answer choices okay I'll have to, during the next break, I will try to come up craft with that. it. Yes. Okay. The problem is your audience is not the right audience. Right. Plus, if Nets Twitter gets a hold of it, they'll just screw up the poll so it's all Nets. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah. This no, is I know why you can't work. trust anything. Yeah. The media. You're right. Of course, we are the media. Uh, I see of. yesterday, Jerry, Noah Syndergaard went to the Angels. Yeah, what a pig. You think he's a pig for that? Here's why. Yeah, why is that? I'm going to let's one plus one plus one is three. That's three. You can't sit there and profess your love for New York Mm -hmm. the way he did. I mean, just it's going to be so hard. He, his quote, not mine, how hard it's going to be to leave here. Can't imagine pitching anywhere else. He hasn't pitched in two years. Got paid by the Mets for two years. They give him the qualifying offer of basically $19 million. He hasn't done anything. And you have no idea if he's given pitch well this year. A lot of people have said, don't even give him the qualifying offer. Right. Let him go try and find a deal. So the Angels come calling. Now, when this first was reported, my first thought was, no joke, good for him. He probably got five years and $100 million. And I, I get why the Mets wouldn't do that. Let him go. And then it comes out that he agreed to a one-year contract for $21 million. And then we find out when Tommy calls the Mets, 
that they never even came to the Mets to see if they'd match it. Yes. So you either wanted to be here or you didn't. Sounds like the pig wanted to go out west. It does sound like the pig wanted That's to go west. That's unbelievable. He could have just come out and said, listen, things haven't gone as I wanted to here in New York. I just need a change of But, you know, no, no, the Mets fan doesn't want to hear that now. They don't. Because no. after he came back no. and pitched his couple of innings. Right. He talked about how much he loves it here. Oh, is that right? So eat That's it. where those quotes are coming from? Those quotes are from September. So the pig can eat it, you're saying? It's not right. Eat I it. just I've never seen a guy, and I understand the intrigue around him, the mythical figure that we made him. He seemed like Mr. Met on social media, which was very cool, and I understand why the Met fan liked him. Aside from a short little window, he was no better than an average pitcher. And you, the, the stats show it. You can't argue with it. He wasn't that good. He had one good year. And he's been hurt. Right. And the one thing that I, the only good thing for me about Noah Syndergaard that I liked is throwing at the Royals in the World Series. That was the which only really thing I liked. Which he really didn't even do. It was a high fastball just yeah. off the inside part of the plate that we make it look like he went headhunting. He didn't. That was the most, well, whatever. Please. You stupid. think that was blown out of proportion? It was blown out of proportion. Only because of the way the Royals acted. He did not throw at anybody. Up and in a little bit? Yeah. Oh, right. The, I forget who the Royal was. He hit the deck and looked at him like... Yes! And then the overhead, the ball's just off the plate. You're right. It was a very pro-wrestling reaction. Yes, it was. So, I don't know. I I just... I'm a man... I would have liked to have seen him come back for sure. Because I'm curious how he would have pitched. And I do. And I've said this many times. I heard Sal say it too. If I was the Mets, I would have sold him on, you're our closer. I said that about Matt Harvey years ago, and I'll say that about Noah Syndergaard. Like, make him a closer. Three outs, come throw 100 miles an hour at the end of the game, bend that curveball once in a while, and that's it. You're not a starter. I feel like starters feel like that's a demotion. Why? Starters only throw four innings now. I'd <laughs> rather come in every every other game and pitch one. Me too. It's, how is it a demotion? I don't understand. I, yeah, you want to tell me you take a starter and say, listen, you're going to go in the bullpen, you'll be a long reliever. Demotion. Yeah, that sucks. The closer, like, that's a star spot. Right. Plus, you get entrance music. Yes. You can come running in. You can. You could take the baseball hat cart to drive you in. That's you can cheesy. pick your rock and roll or hip-hop entrance to pump up the crowd. Mm-hmm. Plus, you do, imagine that, Jerry. The music's blasting. The long hair is bouncing in the wind. Yeah. As you come running in to and save the crowd's the day. going nuts. Yes. Like the adrenaline rush has got to be amazing. So see ya. See ya. Enjoy your anonymity in, in LA. Now right. I know I know Otani got a lot of pub, and rightly so, and Trout wins the MVP. We never see them play. And so now Noah Syndergaard will be starting at 1040 on the East Coast, and once in a while we'll check a box score. Maybe he couldn't handle the pressure, Jerry. Oh uh, no, but that's the thing. He was he was I felt like he was built for here. He embraced it. He enjoyed it. I don't know. I'll tell you, when me and G went to City Field that one day and we met Van Wagenen and Harold had us out there and he comes walking by, that is a impressive looking dude. He had a presence. <laughs> uh, big presence. I mean, he's just, he's, he's massive. Star quality. Yes. You felt like someone yes. is in this room. I did. Really? As he walked by, stopped to say hello, had no right? interest Had no interest in talking to but us. But he said hello. But did stop, shook our hand, and we were introduced, and then just kept going. How'd his hand feel? 
Large. Large. <laughs> yes, he was big. I was mean, he shirtless when he met you? Or he, he was had not. He had a uh, he had a Met like warm up top on. Okay, but like an Under Armour one. Yeah, tight. So it was tight. Yes, exactly. So it was impressive. Yeah. You think so. he looked at you and G like, who are these dweebs? These pip squeaks. I think like most athletes, when they get introduced to someone in the media, like <laughs> me and G, not exactly. I'm Boomer Esiason. <laughs> no, not him. No, no, because that's someone he probably wants to talk to. Right, you're right. He looks at us as two little meatballs. Like, what do you two want? You two punk meatballs. Uh, Harold, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, why? why? I got a workout to do. Why am I meeting these two <laughs> losers? Punks. Here's what, I, here's what I thought. No joke. Because we were waiting for Van Wagenen to come over at that point. And so Harold calls over Syndergaard. He, again, very nice. Stop, sugar hand. Had not much to say. And then goes into the locker room. My fr- and I'm not even joking because I think I said this to G at the time. When he goes into the locker room, pretty sure he probably said, hey, you guys got a load of these two idiots out here? <laughs> <laughs> Just peek around the corner. Take a look at them. <laughs> these two probably on the radio think they can do it better than right. we can. <laughs> These are the, by the way, if you want to see the guys who are yelling at how you suck, they're right around the <laughs> Just corner. Just this morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Then I saw some Yankee news with this uh, Carlos Correa, Jerry. He was on a podcast recently. I believe it was a... Uh, Spanish language. Yeah, Sp- yeah, Spanish language podcast. So um, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking what the writer of the article says is truth. Said that Carlos Correa on this podcast said that J- Derek Jeter did not deserve any... Of his five gold gloves. I don't know about any of them, but I do think that there's a thought, unless you're a Yankee fan, that Derek yeah. Jeter was never the best shortstop. Really? So why, yeah, Jeter! So why mean, do if you, you go back to A-Rod and Nomar Garcia-Para and Jeter, Jeter's tremendous. But Jeter, to me, was not them, fielding-wise. Really good. Didn't have, I don't think, had the range of those guys. You think A-Rod was, was a better fielder? I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he was so, he was just, Solid. I mean, Jeter just was terrific. They probably fell for that jump throw that Jeter ah, did. That's a great play, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that's, that makes gold glove type stuff. I do like when um, Craig was reading this story the other day. Evan goes, oh, so you want to not sign him for saying something that's true? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, if you bring Carlos Correa here, every Yankee fan will love him. You don't think they'll be mad? Because no. no, there were some people that called yesterday. I don't want any Astros no, on this so, team. Yeah, until he hits two home runs in one game on, in April, and then all of a sudden that's forgotten. Stop. Yeah, Aaron Boone said his past will not come into effect as to whether they it won't. sign him with the Yankees. Of course it won't. Let me ask you something. Did Roger Clemens' past come into question? He was a Red Sox. Exactly. Like, you, you wanted him here? Right. Wade Boggs came here. Right. Red Sox, Jerry. Just come perform, and they'll love you. Right. They might hate you later, but they'll love you while you're wearing the pinstripes. And if you show up here and you don't perform, Jerry? Oh, they'll hate you. Then we'll hate you. That's true. You're right about that. What do you, What are the chances? What would you say is the percentage that the Yankees sign Carlos Correa? I'd say, I'd say 50-50. 50-50. You're not giving it like 60-40? No, because you've got other options. So I would say 50-50. Yeah. Who are the other options? Well, the good one would be Seager. I think that that's uh, certainly a possibility. So, And there's others, but, I mean, those are the two big names that are out there. When you said Seager, immediately in my head, I was like, Bob Seager. Not Bob Seager. Awesome. No, no, Corey Seager. He is Seager. awesome, though. <laughs> Bob Seager is awesome. I didn't say he's not. You know, so here's a funny story because of what's gone on here at the radio station. Yeah. I will never, ever not be able to link Bob Seager with who, Eddie? Summers? You got it. What did he use to do? Night, night, night moves. moves. Oh, he would play that every night? All the time. 
and he would like talk through it, and, and uh, it was awesome. So I hear Bob Seger, I think of Steve Summers. Bob, always Seger. have that yeah. guy's. That guy's got a ton of hits. Bob Seger. I'm gonna come back with some Bob he does. Seger. Bob Seger, and then there's I can't think of the name of the song. There's one song too. So with that always made me think of Imus was the um, Build Me a Buttercup when he would do that one, doing the letters all the way to go on a break. Always think of him with that and Bob Seger and the San Francisco Giants. I always think of Chris Russo. And uh, Eddie, I need how I play detachable penis. He thinks Imus. of Imus. That's the well. first time I heard that song. Yes, that is true. I don't know what to do, Jerry. Do I come back with detachable penis or a Bob no, Seger? No, well, we did detachable penis last week. Okay. So I think you come back with Bob Seger. Seger. Yes. I'm going to pick something cool, too. 25 in front of six. Bob Seger next, and then more sports, I think. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Maybe when the Yankees sign uh, their kid, Bob Seeger can do some concerts at Yankee Stadium. Who knows? Oh, that'd be awesome. Because I think he retired, actually, Bob Seeger. Oh, he did? He went on one final tour. Oh. And so I w- he's touring again this summer? <laughs> That's true. I did go see <laughs> the, the Who's final tour in 1989. <laughs> they're still going. <laughs> and they're still going, right. By the way, Karen Stewart right there read the commercial for BioNTech and Pfizer and the vaccine. What's BioNTech? Uh, it's one of these labs. All right. Uh, let's go with that. Um, I did see here, which is interesting, there's a big problem in the um, in the zoo world. In Waco, they've lost eight big cats. Well, it's actually in St. Louis. In Waco, they lost a couple of snow leopards to coronavirus. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so they're working on an experimental vaccine for the tigers and the lions for the and animals. the bears. Oh, my. Yeah. Sad. That is sad, Jerry. Yeah. I don't like to see zoo animals catching coronavirus. Do you think people gave it to them? How? I don't I, know. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess the them, people that work with them, them, I suppose. I guess that's possible. Where else are they getting it from? Exactly. Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. This if, whole, man. If my dog gives me coronavirus, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that would be so funny. She's out the door if she gives me corona. You're the one yeah. <laughs> that's got the good immune system, and your dog gives it to you. Right. My dog meets another dog on the street who got it from their owner, then I get coronavirus because my dog is laying in the living room. Do you let your dog, when you walk the dog, yeah. do you let your dog play with other dogs when yeah. you go to the dog run? Yeah, she was interested in smelling other dogs' butts. Yeah, I figure that's a thing. Yeah, they smell each other's butts. Then the other weird thing dogs do is that when one dog goes to urinate, the other dog tries to get as close as possible to it. Is that true? Yeah. I wonder why. The, the, the dog or the urination uh, process? I, well, uh, well, when the one dog is urinating, the other dog tries to get its nose as close as possible. They find out a lot about each other through the smelling of the urine and huh. the buttocks. Uh, that seems a bit weird, but okay. Yep. Well, very good. Yes, Eddie? They like to cover the other dog's urine to say... I'm dominant. So after the one dog pees right. to show I was here, then the other dog comes and says, hey, no, I was here. I was here. It's also amazing how they, some dogs, mine, will, when they go number two, they kick up dirt to cover it. And even from a distance, she nails it. Like, it covers. And you can't see anything. Yeah. Like that she, stinks for the person that walks on it. No, no. I pick it up because oh, I know I where it is. I you let it go because she no, covered it. No, I do not let it. it okay. I do not let it go. But it's just like that's a great technique in it. That's not like what cats are doing. That's another thing to show I was here. I'm going to disturb this ground. Yeah, I was here. I was here. 
I dominate this curb. Right. I mean, and and some people like to act a similar way. I'm Boomer Esiason. Does he urinate on me? Jerry, speaking of you brought up uh, animals, <laughs> we're talking animals now. Your main man, Jerry, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. Yes. He had a technique after the Cowboys uh, got crushed by the Denver Broncos. Uh, Mike McCarthy tried to send a message and lighten the mood a little bit by putting anti-monkey butt powder yeah. in each of the players' lockers mm-hmm. to motivate his team. Uh-huh. Which, by the monkey way, balls powder. Which, by the way, it worked. They wow. whipped the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Pretty sure they didn't win because of the monkey butt powder. But maybe we can go with that. Anti-monkey butt Whatever. powder, Jerry. It's, uh, yeah, because... Uh, they had a red-ass week the week prior because they got their butt kicked. guess so. It I will worked. tell you, I was very disappointed. I listened to Jerry Jones with Sean and RJ yesterday. I'm yeah. a fan in Dallas. And they got to, to that part. They got the monkey butt powder? I, yeah, I got nothing good from him. He didn't say? I was, no. He never repeated back monkey butt powder? And no, nor did he ah. say, I am a monkey fan or whatever uh-huh. he says. Good morning. I got nothing. I was disappointed, too, because my goal on Sunday was to get a picture with Jerry on the field. And I forgot because of COVID protocol, not allowed. Ah, not allowed. I am a monkey balls fan. There it is. Well, that was unedited. unedited at all. He's a monkey fan. Monkey balls fan. I think he was a monkeys fan. Uh, hey, the hey, rocker, the monkeys. Absolutely. How are you not? People say we monkey around. What yeah. is anti-monkey butt powder used for? Is it? I guess a red ass. Well, why would you have that? Like if you chafe. Oh, chafing. Why yeah. would you chafe on your butt? I don't know. What causes that? I don't know. Sweat. <laughs> oh, okay. I suppose. Actually, you know what? You're right. Because uh, the Boomer has mentioned this. Tom Brady has mentioned this. Their centers uh, sometimes would have a sweaty butt in when it's yeah, very I hot out. throw up right now. <laughs> <laughs> you need some anti-monkey butt powder. I guess you do. I mean, uh-huh. I, the only time, and not there, the inside part of your legs, yeah. you ever have that happen yes. to you? The only time that's ever happened to me has been golfing. On a warm day when I'm walking the course. And it's not often, but it does happen from time to time. It hurts. Yes. So I could I could see looking for some anti-monkey butt rash powder or whatever powder, the hell it's yeah. called. I get it. Well, it sounds like Mike McCarthy had cases of that just laying around the facility. Oh, sorry, we have junk bomb. We still have those lying around. <laughs> those can't still be. Those have to have expired by now, Jerry. They were expired when we sold them. Oh, probably. <laughs> I do remember. So the spray was really good when we yeah. had junk bomb. Junk that was bomb actually spray, tremendous. Yeah. I do remember the first run of Jung Bomb was supposed to be the roll-on. Right. The problem was after one week, that crystallized and didn't work any longer. Yeah, it was just a rock. Here, rub this rock all over you. It won't hurt you. You know why? Because nothing happens. Yeah, because nothing is happening. You're just rubbing yeah, that a was, rock on you. That was not the best product. The spray was. That one was not. So, uh, yeah, the anti-monkey bud powder, Jerry, it works for motivation. I guess, I the, suppose. The next time they lose, I would bring it right back out. You know what works even better? Hitting open receivers. Yes. And actually playing better. And getting off to a, what was the halftime score? 36-3. to 3. A 36-3 halftime score. How about this? I don't even know if you realize this. So they go up 34-3 to 3 with the block punt, and which, to by the way, I've seen the replay. I still don't think it was a touchdown, but whatever. They score the touchdown off the block punt. It's 34-3. to 3. They kick the extra point to make it 35-3. There was a penalty. So it gives him the ball at the one yard line. It's thirty five to three. And Mike McCarthy <laughs> says, Take the point off the board, we're going for two. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's thirty five to right. three. I think you're good. Yeah, at half not even at the half yet. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. 
I did see also that Amazon, Jerry, they're getting the Thursday night football package. Yeah. That uh, their dream team of announcers are who they want. They want to pair Al Michaels with Troy Aikman. Okay. I like Aikman with Buck. Me too. That to me just works. It's like Summerall and Madden. It just works for me. Yes. I don't need Al Michaels with, with Troy Aikman. Me neither. I mean, you want to give me Al Michaels? All right. Yeah. Give me give me Alan Boomer. <laughs> that I would watch. <laughs> that would be fun because it would be tension every but game. But otherwise, Al Michaels. Uh, come on. I still, to me, Al Michaels' voice still is the sound of a big game. It right, does. Right, and I think that's why they, they they feel like it will legitimize their broadcast. Oh, for sure. I get that. streaming. Not, I mean, it's an NFL game. It's legitimized anyway. It is, but I think if... So that means those games are only going to be on Amazon Prime or I on your phone so. on, on your Amazon app, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So I guess the theory is it's, it's a little extra work for some people. Yes, Maybe if you tell the older generation you've got Al Michaels in the booth, Troy Aikman, maybe it makes them take the extra step to try and find it. I don't know because I'm with you. I really, the announcers have never, can they enhance a broadcast? Yes. I'm never not watching a game because you can give me the 15th team on Fox. If the Cowboys are playing, I'm watching the game. Which we often get here for the Giants or Jets games. We always get the worst announcers. They're not the worst. They've got NFL jobs. No, I know. They do have NFL jobs. I'm saying... Tier-wise, we don't really get Buck and Aikman unless uh, they get stuck with a bad Thursday night game. I see we got Greg Gumbel this week for the Jets, I think. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You good with that? Yeah, I'm all right with that. I seem like the one guy you go after is Andrew Catalan. (laughs) Yeah. Who's good. (laughs) It's just fun. And Spiro Ditas. I don't know why. It's just fun. (laughs) And Spiro's good, too. Yeah, I do. I do like Spiro Ditas. You you can't bring yourself to say like Andrew Catalan, can you? Andrew Catalan, No. Do you know who the other guy was? Who's the guy? Amin. Uh, Adam Amin. Isn't that his name yeah. from ESPN? No, there's a guy who I don't who used to do Evan Washburn, who used to Side do sidelines. Yeah. He, that guy looks like a Ken doll. Well, you said that when we were in Miami and we saw him doing his, his stand-ups. Yeah. His he, hair is too perfect. He looked like a wax figure. He looked yeah. perfect. Yeah. I do agree with you. <laughs> I haven't seen him all season unless I'm not seeing the games he's on. I haven't either, to be quite honest. I'm sure he's been there. Yeah. I well, you watch Red Zone, though, so you're never yeah, going to see Red a sideline report. Which is another part of it. And usually right. you get those and you see them in the pregame and then right before the second half starts. Yeah, Red Zone. If they go to a sideline report, Red Zone's like, get me out of this. Well, no one wants to hear it. we got to take a quick break. All when right. we come back, we'll wrap things up and then we'll get you to Boomer and Geo right here on a Wednesday. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence, Coach K. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Warriors, an easy win over the Nets last night. Nets take on Cleveland tonight. The Knicks host the Magic tonight. The Rangers won. Islanders lost. But now the Islanders get to come home on Saturday night at UBS Arena. By the way, did you see the new sponsor in L.A.? Staples Center gone. Yeah. Uh, starting Christmas Day, Crypto.com Arena. Is that right? Did you see how much money they paid? I did not. $700 million. From where are they getting it? I have no idea. I don't know where any of these companies know. get the money I to don't sponsor know. stadiums. I have no idea. $700 million. That's almost a billion bucks. Yeah, almost, Jerry. Almost. It's like 70% of a billion. Yeah. I see Mike Tyson. Yeah, what is this all well, about? Well, he told a story about uh, that he had licked a toad. He you licked know, a toad. He licked a toad. All right. But one of those toads where the venom is like psychedelic toad venom. Mm, okay. And that he says he died in he his head. Die. 
and that it was beautiful. It's called they had a wild dream. And he's not afraid of dying now. Okay. From the experience he went through, mm-hmm. licking the toad, getting the toad venom. Did he see his dead grandparents? He didn't say that. He didn't. He didn't mention that, but he did say that it was a beautiful experience. Was it like party-like, Shangri-La? I think it was just peaceful, Jerry. It was, yeah, because he was sleeping. That could be. That's why. You ever go to sleep? It's peaceful. You know what's really peaceful? When you get knocked out for like a uh, colonoscopy. colonoscopy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. As long as you've done your prep properly, which you didn't last time, and then you wake up. WFAN <laughs> and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station. The-